This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And our commitment will be to build really iconic um, fan-centric businesses, and we want to unite this community. What we are about is putting unity in a community and really helping this um, region bring up to um, its total promise. That was Ted Leonsis a little bit earlier this morning. Barry's Verluga joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Barry's column yesterday opened with... Quote, in 1997, on the eve of opening his sparkling new arena in downtown Washington, christened as MCI Center, now Capital One Arena, Abe Poland encapsulated what it meant for his teams and his town. Quote, Poland said, 
I walk, I walk through that building and I get tears in my eyes. I've got everything I've ever done in my life on the line. I don't want to sound corny, but this is the nation's capital. It's been good to me all my life, and I decided to do it. Not everything is dollars and cents, closed quote. Far different day today. Uh, you've been around here a long, long time like I have. I want you to describe, um, I thought your column was so spot on, and it's very much similar to the way I feel too. Um, just your, your thoughts about what appears to be, and I know it's not definite, it's a non-binding agreement, um, but the Wizards and Caps moving four miles to the south uh, to Potomac Yard. You know, I, it's a gut punch, Kevin, for me, just as a, and I, I, I don't, I'm not even talking about, you know, the really flimsy economics of does do stadiums and arenas drive economic development and how, how should they be subsidized? And, and there's a, a really deep conversation there. Um, and it's an important conversation. It's a conversation that we'll be having again and again, as, as we move on to the commander's new stadium, but from a, a visceral quality of life, emotional sense um, for a person who in all my time here has only lived in the district of Columbia um, and, and wants the city to have the complete package of um, cultural and athletic and economic and entertainment um, venues and options. Um, and because Cap One Arena is so centrally located and is accessible by um, all the metro lines within um, a couple blocks of there, and did transform that region or that neighborhood when Abe Poland opened it in, in 1997. To me, this is a really symbolic blow to the district. Um, the district at a point when it's it's teetering on the edge of um, you know turning that neighborhood back to what it was before um, Poland put the the arena there. So I, I'm kind of surprised how uh, how emotionally bummed out I am about this. And I get the logistics of you know it's only four more miles. And um, but we we know from from living here that. Marylanders are Marylanders and Virginians are Virginians and, and district residents are district residents and doesn't certainly doesn't mean we, we can't get along, but you have a really strong affinity for and, um, you know, attachment to whichever those jurisdictions you, you live in. Um, this feels like uh, a, a real blow to, to the District of Columbia. I agree with you, but why did Ted do it? Well, so I think... And there's a there's a million factors here. I think that this could be bad for the district, bad for the neighbor neighbors around um, that Potomac Yard development, who I, I think by and large, the early read are, are not going to be excited about a place that already has, um, you know, traffic and congestion issues, getting more traffic and congestion issues, but very good for monumental sports because the blank canvas that they can develop not just an arena and not just the adjacent um, concert venue with 6,000 seats, but I think as importantly from Ted's perspective, you know, restaurants and bars and um, theaters and mixed use apartment type thing that really is kind of the model that the Atlanta Braves use to 
successfully develop around Truist Park. They they own that development. They are making money not just from the people coming through the turnstiles, but from all the beers and burgers that they sell in the places around that. That that is a major motivation. Now, can Ted take that real estate development and the money he earns from it and then use it to make his two franchises more competitive? Um, you know, he's talked about he talked today about building championship outfits and, and the Capitals won a Stanley Cup, but the Wizards have been an abject disaster for the majority of his stewardship. Um, I think it's a little flip to say, uh, you know, we're just going to build um, championship uh, caliber franchises when on one side of the ledger, he certainly has, has not done that. But it, it, the important part is if there's extra revenue that he's generating for Monumental, will that and can that be reinvested in the rosters of the two franchises to make them perpetually strong? Yeah, I mean that's in we uh, we talked about that earlier. I mean this is you know hopefully the the output. I also think and and many people have reached out to tell me the the valuation difference in in a potential public offering for Monumental is significant with this particular deal. Don't discount that. But you know I actually as you said that and you said you know it was kind of flip for him to say that. I, I think it's also really it, 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 at times ridiculous how he considers himself to be a champion championship owner because of Z sports and arena teams. I mean, does he really believe that people care about that? Yeah, I think that's just him saying I'm ahead of where you old people, the way you old people right. think. And I, I've touched a, I've tapped into a vein that just because you don't think it's important. I know that there, there are people who think it's important. Um, I, I think, you know, your everyday caps and wizards fans, that don't care and maybe don't even know that he owns those things. Of course um, not. I, I think that, yeah, that you, they, if they're holding that Larry O'Brien trophy uh, someday, like that's, that's what will matter to them. And I, you know, I, uh, on the mystic side, like they want to, they want a championship. Like I, I, he was owner when that happened. That's a real league and, and very difficult competition. And they invested in that roster um, to win that title. So um, there's, there's two sides to that coin, but I know I do understand that for, you know, middle-aged dudes like me and you, um, that that talk kind of rings hollow. It, do you think any part of this, and he certainly wouldn't discuss this necessarily, is that his highest revenue-generating customers live in Virginia primarily because I think that's where a significant percentage of Caps fans reside, um, and that also Virginia, with the growth here in recent years, and by the way, the changing demographics with a with respect to age, he feels like he can tap into a new NBA opportunity. I mean, that could be a factor when you you know you know kind of drop the the list of pros and cons. But I, I also think you know that that's a little bit cart before the horse because I, I think and I, I hope to learn some more about this and reporting it over the day but um, but I, I think some of this is negligence by the District of Columbia government and and not that's and my not next question yes they should yep. go you know with handouts to um, to him but they they clearly um, it, led by the mayor uh, were distracted by the commander's situation and her desire, as people have told me, um, to have landing, you know, returning the NFL team 
to the district be a major part of um, her legacy. And and meanwhile, two teams that have anchored, uh, you know, a revitalization um, of a, a key neighborhood downtown, um, you know, whether they were petulant or felt neglected or, or whatever. It, I mean, this is happening on her watch as well. And, and so if she gets one win, but two losses, I don't, I don't know what the scoreboard looks like. I mean, I, we can talk about the advantages that Virginia has my suspicion. And I, I don't know this, you know, cold hard fact, but my suspicion is had the district spent the time and shown the love um, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be talking about improvements at Capital One Arena and, and really Ted, the civic part of Ted would be talking not about, you know, unifying this, um, the, the area, um, but really recommitting to the revitalization again of, you know, um, Gallery Place, Chinatown, Penn Quarter. I know you're busy, so I'm going to rip off a couple of quick ones here to end with you. Do you think this impacts Ted's ability to buy the Nats in any way, shape, or form? I really don't know that, Kevin. Um, you know, he, he obviously got the Qatari investment, um, so he's got some more cash, and people around baseball thought that, um, well, they don't have uh, investments like that yet. They're probably coming, and they thought that that might strengthen his bid. My, my feel for the national situation is similar to how it's been for the last probably six to eight months is that the learners have a number in mind. If you submit a bid that is um, that number X minus one, they will not, uh, they will not accept it. If you submit a bid that is X, you, you will, you will be sold the team. Ted, obviously part of this equation is, his network that he owns and the beautiful fit um, that it would be for programming. If he could solve the Masson situation, he would then have year round programming with the whiz and the caps and, and the nationals. Um, that's obviously something um, he's thought about, but I, I do not, I can't quite connect the dots between this move and what it would mean for for buying the baseball team. Other than just the pushback, which may have been there already from Nats fans saying, we don't want him to own the team. Well, I mean, do they like the current ownership? (laughs) Well, I understand that. But I don't know. For me personally, it would be unprecedented to have one person own three of the four major pro sports teams. In an area, I just I, I wonder whether or not that would be advantageous or or, or work uh, the opposite of that. I don't know. I mean, Stan Hockey owns the the. Um, I mean, his football but team not in is the in same LA, market. But, well, but he does have the NBA, uh, NHL, and I mean, if you count it, the MLS team in Denver. So there's a. It's not exactly okay, I, lined up, I, but I, yeah. you're, you're I, right, Kevin. Is that too much for one person? I mean, it, it, it could be. I feel like, and I might be in the minority here. Um, Ted Lewis's ownership of the Nats would be a more progressive ownership than they currently have. I, I don't, it, it'd be hard to disagree with that, obviously, considering who currently owns the team. All right, you, you said, you know, sort of the arms around Josh Harris by D.C. and keeping Ted at arm's length may have been a factor in all this, so let's go to who they've embraced. How much does this increase the chances that Josh Harris and his football team end up at the RFK site? 
I'd flip the question around and say, how much pressure does this put on the mayor to replace the Fine. teams that she lost with the one that that she um, that she's courting? Right. And I think it's that would be a lot of pressure from just from a fan's perspective. Now, you know, we've been over um, the difficulties with the RFK site and um, you know procuring the the rights to the land and all, all this all the stuff that goes right. goes into that. Um, but it, it would be you know, if Maryland and the district and Virginia are all vying for the Commander's Stadium, and Mark Ines said that, um, you know, a minority partner in, in Josh Harris's group said that at a conference a couple of weeks ago, that all three were were attracted by it, that means there's going to be two losers. And if one of the losers is the district, um, then you're going to have a situation where we are a four major pro sports town with only one of the uh, major pro sports playing within the city limits. Um, that's just not the way I envision a, a real world-class um, city working. And that's, I'm not saying that only pro sports define what a world-class city is, but I, I do feel like that's, you know, a box that you, you check and it goes, we have the museums, we have the restaurants, we have the entertainment um, venues if if it's kind of far flung and these you know if say they uh, the commanders end up you know right where they are in a in a new stadium there and the um the hockey and basketball teams are you know in a strip mall in um northern virginia and the nats who were already complaining about upgrades to their 15 year old ballpark are are, are at the navy yard like that's not going to feel to me like a cohesive coherent um we're all in this together athletic town. And that's just, you know, but maybe that's stupid, but it, on an emotional level, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, you're emotional a little bit about this as I am, because we've seen in our lifetime, especially over the last 25 years, our city completely change, which really was in many ways driven by Abe Poland's high risk uh, move to, to move these teams back um, into a, an area that was far from what it became in Chinatown. I, I guess that that leads me to this last question. Did you find it at all off-putting how giddy everybody was today at the press conference and how there seemed to be no acknowledgement of the you know distinct possibility that two teams are leaving the uh, leaving DC? Yeah, I I did. I think that, you know, Ted Leonsis said, um, hold me accountable and then didn't take questions and is not going to take right. questions um, about about leaving the district. He presents himself and in many ways is a very civic minded owner. Um, part of that on this day is acknowledging the place that he has called home, the place that they hoisted a Stanley Cup um, for, you know, since he's owned the team and he, and he can and should um, you know, criticize district officials uh, if they drop the ball on this, and if he, you know, would have stayed if things had, had been different. Um, but I, I, you know, Governor Youngkin should be thrilled because this is a win for economic development in his mind in his state. Um, the, the giddiness all around, um, I think, doesn't acknowledge a, a large, you know, how jarring this is to the, the most of the fan bases for, for both those teams. I mean, just anecdotally so far, and it's very early, um, I'm not hearing a, an overwhelming amount of support from people who live anywhere for, for this move. It's, it's certainly something that's going to have to 
be an acquired taste if, if it actually goes through. Uh, he's, you know, he'll bring in more sovereign money. He'll bring in more, you know, foreign money, maybe in the state of Virginia that he could in, in D.C., who knows. Um, uh, I appreciate you doing this. At Barry's Verluga on Twitter. Read Barry's column from yesterday. I thought it was perfect. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I Did appreciate lose it. Barry? Okay, there he is. All right. Uh, thanks, Barry. Uh, we will open phone lines again, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Our Ace Law listener lines open. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We are also free and live on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.